Hello, everyone, and welcome to Coffee with Convery. I am your host, Brian Convery. If you're tuning in for the first time today, this is going to be a session on Career Talk. Career Talk is an open mic series to empower job and career seekers with knowledge, with insights, career pathing, and coaching to find that dream job and develop a career with purpose and impact. Our topic today is a good one. It's about adult learning and career navigation with Mazen uh, Farouk. Mazen is a 2008 honors graduate from the American University of Beirut in Beirut, Lebanon, with a Bachelor of Business Administration Finance degree. Mazen is also an academic award recipient of the Dean's Entrance Scholarship at Smith, which is awarded to students based on academic excellence and currently enrolled at the Smith School of Business in a Master of Finance degree program. Mason holds a CFA charter to his name and has a great deal of work experience in private equity, equity research, investment banking at Goldman Sachs, and he is skilled at discovering investment opportunities, developing valuation models, and drafting investment presentations. In his spare time, Mason likes to play soccer, tennis, and explore new countries. Mason, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited as we were getting started on this podcast. I really think that the the value you bring to this conversation and sharing a bit about your background, which we'll get into a few minutes, and the thought about this adult learning and career navigation is something that's top of mind these days. So I'm really, really grateful that you agreed to be on the show and can't wait to get started. So maybe just to get the audience understanding a little bit more about who you are, um, I have a couple of rapid fire questions that I wanted to ask you. So what do you think is your superpower? Oh, Brian, uh, I wish I had a superpower. I would love to forecast the future. Um, that would make me a billionaire overnight. It would make both of us billionaires overnight. <laughs> um, uh, if, if I have to guess, I think persistence is my superpower because regardless of the obstacles I face, I always stay focused on the end goal and I always try to push myself forward. Awesome. That's a great goal. That's a great power. Being persistent and driving towards those goals are so important. Thank you. Um, cats or dogs? Okay. This is a tricky one. Um, I like cats and my wife likes dogs. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I have to say I like dogs too. <laughs> I, 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 I like cats because they're playful. They're re relatively low maintenance and uh, they're just cute. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it, cats and dogs together can be fun too. So we'll we'll give your wife a shout out for dogs. That's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite holiday? Oh, it's uh, it has to be Halloween for sure. Uh, you know, it's 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 always fun to look at the old photos and see how your outfit choice has evolved over time. Uh, you know, Halloween is one of those um, holidays that are fun for all ages and it's it's definitely my favorite. I love that. It says a lot about you too, because I I'm a Halloween guy too, and I like the fact that you reflect back on costumes and it, it's like being a kid again, right? Like you can have fun with it even as an adult. <laughs> it's, awesome. it, 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 it's it's the one day that you can get away with anything. <laughs> yeah, for sure. What's the best compliment or uh, yeah? What's the best compliment you've ever received? I. I guess being called selfless, I've recently received this compliment from my classmates. Uh, they thought I went out of my way to help them on a few projects, so they really appreciated it. And it was definitely the best compliment I've received. Uh, um, it's, it's great to help others, and I think it feels 
better to help rather than receive help. That's a great, great, great attribute and a great, great compliment to receive. That's awesome. Um, what is your favorite smell? Uh, um, I love the smell of barbecue. It reminds me of uh, going to a park with a big group of family and friends. Uh, it just brings so many happy memories and great times. Now, I know the smell of barbecue isn't great when, when you're heading back home, but uh, the initial smell of barbecue is amazing. <laughs> yeah. And isn't it funny how, like, you know, the sense of smell brings so many memories and things to the table. And it's funny how many of us gravitate towards the different types of foods that mean that to us. And uh, no, that's awesome. A good barbecue is really fantastic. So that's awesome. Thank you so much. So, you know, those are sort of some just warming up, kind of get to know, um, get to know each other with the audience, understanding a little bit more about you. You know, as I mentioned, this topic of adult learning and careering and something we've discussed is also top of mind and being discussed in so many conversations with organizations I talk to, post-secondary schools, and even career advisors today. You know, with undergrads, it's really that need of experience to get experience barrier and obstacle that many students want to talk about or think about as they get that first corporate job or nonprofit job. With postgrads and those enrolled in continuing education with lots of work experience like yourself, there are other real barriers and obstacles that you face in the, you know, you're overqualified um, or maybe you'll take the job and leave us uh, feedback loop. And those are real and, and things that people experience um, in those types of situations. So, you know, adding to the equation, being a newcomer to Canada and having the lack of a formal network, um, you yet have another area to navigate. And I know these are some of the things we discussed prior in our previous conversations you know, to get recognized for that job interview and get that foot in the door. But today it's all about you. I wanna hear from you, your lived experiences and share with the audience, you know, both from an educational and lived perspective, you know, how you're starting to peel back that onion here in Canada to kind of jumpstart your career, you know, thinking thinking in, in, in parallel to some of the things I just shared, but from your, from your perspective and what you think about it that might help others facing these similar, you know, barriers or, or conversations? Sure. Um, my experience in Canada has been great. Uh, it's a really beautiful country and I've met lots of genuinely kind people. I, I met people who would go out of their way to help a complete stranger. And Canada made me feel at home from day one and I'm very appreciative of its hospitality. It, it, it gave me an opportunity that no other country did. It gave me a home. So the, the only thing that I wish, uh, you know, was slightly different is I wish the weather, weather was a bit warmer. But uh, uh, I came to Canada during COVID and there was a worldwide hiring freeze and downsizing. And I also knew that Canadian firms require most applicants to have the so-called Canadian experience. And the Canadian experience comes in two forms, either um, um, Canadian education or work experience. So I made a decision to pursue my master's degree at Queen's University to boost my credentials and at the same time to meet some talented people in my field. And I was lucky enough to meet successful people like you. So I, 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 did, find, I, I did face some obstacles uh, throughout the way, but uh, I attempt not to focus on the obstacles, but to focus on how can I improve myself every single day. Um, so to relaunch my career, I'm trying to 
take advantage of every single opportunity. I'm trying to leverage on the networking capabilities of the career fair services. And I'm also attending speed mentoring events. I ask friends for introductions. I get engaged in, uh, or I engage in um, stock competitions. Uh, I also reach out to professionals on LinkedIn and, and, and engage in cold calls. And by the end of every meeting, I try to ask every person I meet that if, if, if they can introduce me to another person and just to keep the momentum going. I think knowing people in this country is of a paramount importance and eventually, you know, the hard work will pay off. Um, you, you will receive um, certain uh, obstacles throughout the way as being either too experienced or you don't have the industry knowledge or you don't have the Canadian experience. I've just learned just to focus on my core abilities and, and, and not let that stop me because the right opportunity will eventually come my way. And I just have to be ready when, when the right opportunity comes. Um, in terms of my educational experience uh, so far, um, it's, it's, it's been phenomenal. It's, um, I went to Queens, which is a, or I'm, I'm going to Queens, which is a top tier university. And I've met a lot of talented professors and colleagues and and you get to work on very interesting and challenging case studies. But what really appealed to me in the educational um, uh, system that, that, that Queens has is that they try to develop your um, team, teamwork skills. So mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, the university divides you to different um, uh, teams with different skill sets and different backgrounds and different personalities. And they try to simulate the real work experience by forcing you to stick with the same team throughout the year. So it forces you to build strong relationships, uh, you know, with your colleagues and, and it, it, it really um, um, helps you understand the weaknesses and strengths of, of each member. And because the university gives you at the same time, so many uh, difficult uh, case studies, you won't be able to finish all of them uh, by yourself. So you have to develop other types of skills such as delegation and, and trusting each uh, trusting your teammates and managerial skills. And if you really want to move up in the ranks at work, you can't always be the person who's fully in charge of everything. You just have to take a step back and ask the right questions, ma uh, manage the process and, 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 and ensure that your team has followed a logical and well thought approach through solving the case. So from an educational perspective, um, Canada has been great. It's awesome. Thank you for sharing so many insightful thoughts. Cause I think that the experiences you've had and you've outlined and how you've navigated those and, and, you know, focusing on your strengths and all the other things are so important. And it's also obviously part of having some good mental health as you're approaching these changes and challenges, but. Um, it's all attitude too. And I really think a lot of what you've shared is, is super helpful. I mean, um, you know, thinking even about how, uh, you know, national mentorship month is approaching in January and how we met at an actual networking event, you know, not necessarily in person, but online, but we're still able to connect and to have subsequent conversations and to prepare us even for this podcast today. You know, networking is a big part of of the culture here in Canada, and it's a big part of how you meet people, like you said, and how you, you know, ask people at the end of the conversation to get introduced to maybe another person. Um, but could you share, you know, 
what has networking meant to you as as a newcomer to Canada, and how has your experiences been with networking so far? Well, I came to Canada with a very limited list of contacts, and I'm happy to see that this list is growing every day. Um, I really enjoy networking because it allows me to hear incredible stories about struggles, about achievements, and about personal experiences. It's it's quite enriching. Um, so networking to me is uh, is about building meaningful relationships and long-term friendships. It's it's more than just business. It's about learning from one another. It's about exchanging ideas and gaining new perspectives. And sometimes it might improve your career prospects, but it doesn't always have to be the case. You know, the, the, the people that you know today and the people you surround yourself with will have a great impact on your future. So you want to create a network of very ambitious, talented, and good-hearted individuals who will help you achieve your goals and you will help them achieve theirs. It's a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, when, I, when I first came to Canada, I, I was applying to jobs online and my success rate of being able to land an interview was relatively low. I was getting interviewed, but not as much as I'd hoped to. Um, the reason was because I was trying to apply my old habits into a totally new culture. And while this worked at times, it wasn't effective. I quickly discovered the value of networking in this country. Um, now, the good thing about being a newcomer to Canada is that you meet so many people who were also newcomers a few years ago, and they understand the struggle of reestablishing your career. So, um, so that makes networking a lot more easier. And my experience so far is that Canadians are very generous with their time and they always look to provide a helping hand. I've made some great connections and some of them turn to great friendships. That's amazing. And wow, great insights. And I'm just, I know we're on this uh, in a voice mode, but I'm grinning ear to ear because everything you're saying is so insightful for, for people who are trying to get their head around networking. So many people approach it and think of it as, you know, as something they got to do versus something they can try to enjoy. And you just, you just literally shared so many really cool insights that I think will help people as they think about it, because it is about making meaningful relationships. It is about making connections and it can be about making friends, right? Like there's so much that can come out of this if you really think of it in a different mindset. So um, clearly you've, um, you've made that, that experience a good one for you. And as others are thinking, listening to this podcast, some really great things here shared about the idea of getting your head around networking. Um, with that too, sometimes comes mentors or mentees. And, you know, I often say that you can get mentorship from multiple different people and mentor as a verb rather than a noun. But, you know, how about for you? Have you, um, you know, experienced either being a mentor to someone else or having someone mentor you? And what did that do for you personally and professionally throughout your, your life so far? Well, um, I, I, I value mentors in my life. I try to have a different mentor for different areas. For example, I might have one mentor for career advice and another for investment advice and a third for personal advice. I think having a mentor early on in your career is, is, is very important. Uh, the mentor will help you with your career goals and the mentor will offer encouragement. Uh, they, he will offer expertise, constructive feedback, connections, um, he will build your confidence and help you avoid some costly mistakes along the way. Um, I wish I had a mentor when I first graduated from university, and I wish I had a mentor who 
pushed me to invest early on in my career. Uh, as soon as I received the first check, I, I did not have that knowledge. And, and I wish I had someone to guide me then because he would have made my life so much easier uh, today. You, you need someone who you can trust uh, and, and who would push you to do the right thing. And, and picking the right mentor is probably one of the smartest decisions you can make. You want a mentor that you would look up to and you can learn so much from. Um, over the course of my career, I received tremendous help from mentors who trained me, believed in me, um, supported me, and even referred me to potential clients. Um, mentors want to see you grow and they want to see you succeed in your career simply because it's a reflection of their guidance. So they also receive this sense of fulfillment for, for, for passing on their knowledge. And when, when I first came to Canada, I, um, I, I, I've learned from the past experiences. So I enrolled in the Tyriac Mentoring uh, Partnership Program because I knew the importance of having a mentor. Um, my mentor was really helpful uh, even though she wasn't directly involved in capital markets or in the area of my expertise, she did help me with few introductions and she did share with me her wisdom and her struggle and uh, and the do's and the don'ts. And, but most importantly, I felt that someone really cared about my progress and wanted me to succeed. And that on its own is motivating. And that's why I would tell you to have a mentor. Great, great thoughts and advice there too. Yeah, 100% like... Having someone that can kind of give you some thoughts. I love what you said too about, you know, kind of push you and, and challenge you to think differently because you need that in your life. And sometimes it's hard to find that that type of connection. So thanks for sharing. That's a great, great insights. Um, I'm, I've been, sometimes I talk about this on the podcast and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Um, I'm still in the process. I'm almost done with this book called My, My Best Mistake, Epic Fails and Silver Linings by Terry O'Reilly. And it's a book that talks about, um, you know, making those mistakes and having failures, but really finding out what you learn from it. And he says, you know, people will always make mistakes when you feel like you have lost your credibility, your livelihood, or even your sanity. It might be destiny just really preparing us for what's next and what's along the way. And he says, just remember to ask yourself, what is the hidden gift? Um, so for our audience, again, being, you know, uh, students, young people making those transitions, thinking about their next steps. Um, could you share with us a little bit maybe about a mistake or a situation that maybe you you actually found a hidden gift and what did you learn? Sure. Um, well, I don't 100% agree with the author because I don't believe in mistakes. I, I, I believe in learning experiences. Uh, everything that you go through in life uh, gets you ready for the next big thing that you want to achieve. Uh, I mean, looking back, I wouldn't want to change anything um, uh, uh, of the so-called mistakes because without those mistakes, I wouldn't have the knowledge that I have today. You have to go through life the way that it is and not how you wish it should be. Uh, and, and each person will have a different path and will have a different learning curve. So if, if I did something that it didn't work, it doesn't mean that, that I failed. It means that I needed to add one more skill to my abilities so that I can carry on in life. Um, so now, if you want me to speak about my biggest learning experiences, <laughs> it, 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 is, it is more related to the decisions that I have not taken in life rather than the ones that I did take. Um, if you ask anyone on their deathbed what, what they 
regret the most in life, they would usually talk about but the, the things that they didn't get to do. And I did learn that uh, big lesson during COVID when I was knowledgeable about few investments, but stayed on the sidelines wanting to make the perfect decision. It doesn't exist. I've missed the on couple of deals that could have made significant returns. Simply put, I've learned that if you if you take an action and it doesn't turn out to be the right one, you can simply change course, but you can't change a decision that you never took. So I always, so always be bold in life and take, take action. Um, I've realized that my gift in life has been persistence. It doesn't matter how many times you fall. Uh, what matters is how fast you get up and you recover. It's, it's, it's important. It's important not to overdwell over past actions for too long. If you feel that you've messed up before, so what? Everyone does. If you want to fall, just keep on falling forward and you will be one close, uh, one step closer to your goal. Um, so I think, I think this is in a nutshell, my, uh, uh, my experience ar around making uh, so-called mistakes or uh, learning curves. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I love the angle you took on that. And you're right. It's, um, you know, things that don't happen the way you think, maybe it's not a mistake. Maybe it's actually what was meant to be. So you could actually learn something. And I, I love the way that you thought through that. Cause I think it's, it's so true that, um, life is about learning. Life is about being persistent. Life is about embracing all those opportunities um and you're right none of us are perfect none of us have it all figured out if someone tells you that they're probably the one that has the least figured out what they want to do um, yeah you're you're right thank you for for taking that angle i really love the way you responded to that and shared your thoughts about it um the other thing that i really love talking about is sports and the impact that sports have on people's lived experiences, but also how they approach life. Um, a lot of times I meet many, many people who have had athletics as part of their, you know, passions and interests, but also their skill set. And, you know, we don't talk about it as often as we should, but, you know, I noticed you were a member of the, the varsity soccer team at the American University of Beirut back in Lebanon, and you achieved your varsity status in your first semester, but you also trained community kids nine to 12 to learn how to improve their game. I just, that just grabbed my attention and I just really love um, what you've done there. And I was wondering if you could talk about how sports overall has played a role in your life. And do you think it's helped you build skills that you actually apply, well, let's say in life and in the workplace? Sure. Um... I, th I think playing sports, especially at a young age, teaches you a lot of crucial skills. Most of it can be applied to, you know, to the workplace. Playing soccer, for example, has really built many soft skills in me. And I'll, I'll, I'll just mention a few. Um, the first skill is, is self-awareness. You need to be aware that your attitude in the game affects your teammates and they feed off your energy. So if you, if your teammates see you playing and with passion and you're putting significant effort into the game, they will be playing just as hard. And if they see you being lazy, they will imitate you. Similarly, your attitude uh, at work affects the team spirit, either positively or negatively. So you need to be very mindful for that. And, and you can apply your positive ad attitude in the game to, to your everyday work. And I think the second skill 
that, that you can get from soccer is teamwork. Um, you need your teammates to score a goal. No one man can do it alone. You know, the field is simply too big and you will face multiple challenges along the way. You, you, you will need the help of every member to play a great game. Every position matters. Everyone in the team has a specific responsibility. So you need to trust your teammates and you need to trust their abilities that they will deliver the ball to you. And this applies also to the workplace. Um, you need to get along with your colleagues and you need to trust their abilities to help you perform well and, and, and do well in your career. You can't do everything by yourself. And when you see someone overworked, just like you see him in soccer, you might want to offer a helping hand just like you do in the game. And I think the third skill that, you know, that soccer uh, has developed in me is, is having a strong work ethic. Uh, you know, to master or improve any technique in soccer, you need to put in significant amount of um, hours in, in terms of training. And you need to sweat a lot and be dedicated and be willing to train hard and make some personal sacrifices. So soccer teaches you to persevere to the last minute. And to be really good at your career, you also need to do something similar. You also need to put in the hours and constantly invest in yourself and self-development and train yourself and, and keep yourself extremely competitive um, in the marketplace. And I think the final skill um, is basically ownership. Um, soccer teaches you ownership. When a coach de designates a certain area for you on the field, he's basically placing his trust in you because he deems you are responsible. So soccer teaches you uh, or nurtures responsibility at a very young age and, and the coach uh, will hold you accountable for your actions and uh, having ownership at work um, and, and, and being um, accountable for, for your actions at work uh, will determine how good or how, how bad you, you perform your job. So I think those are my thoughts on um, soccer and, and the game. Yeah, some great, great insights again on how, you know, being involved in team sports and athletics and, and, and having pride in yourself and learning those skills can be transferable to a lot of situations. Um, it must have been um, rewarding too to work with the young kids to see how they they improve their game and how you were in fact a coach mentor to them. Um, that must have been some fun too. Sure, it was. Uh, I think at a young age, um, kids are like sponges. They absorb everything. They they try to imitate you. They listen to you. They. <laughs> Uh, they have a very, very strong work ethic and they, and they take the game very, very serious. So it's really rewarding to see, you know, the improvements that, that, that in, in, in the kids and, and see them really uh, being committed to, to showing up on every single game and every single practice. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, one other, you know, quick comment or question comes to mind, and I hope you don't mind, was... You know, I talked earlier, we met at a virtual event and um, I often get the question, like, how do I stand out to to people, to recruiters, to companies? How do I, you know, kind of stand out beyond just the resume? And, you know, I, I remember meeting you virtually and how you were engaged in the conversation. You were on camera, you were listening, you had questions. And, you know, that's how from there we got to know each other better and have a coffee chat and led us to today even. Um, 
So from a not, not from my view, because I do a lot of this advice, but from your perspective, how, how do you think people could, you know, look to stand out beyond the resume, like, like you did with me, but like, how would, how would you think, what would advice would you give to students who are saying, look, I can't, I can't connect. I don't know what to do. I, should I go to this event? Should I not go to this event? Any kind of thoughts around standing out and, and, and getting recognized so that you can have those those conversations and build that network we talked about earlier? Yeah, sure. Uh, I think you really need to, um, you, you need to approach the problem, uh, not as, not as an applicant and a recruiter, but just two human beings, uh, getting to know each other. You want to show that you're interested in the, uh, um, in the hiring manager and you actually want to feel that you can relate with him. So, so it's, it's very important to be genuine and it's very important to, um, not just treat, um, recruiters or, or, um, um, hiring managers as people who are, who are doing a job, you know, they, they, they're just humans by the end of the day, they, they, the same way that you like to share your experiences, they like to share theirs. So, um, being able to listen to them, being able to connect with them, being able to uh, ask them about, um, you know, um, their likes and hobbies and their um, motivations and, and, and how they made it uh, really uh, shifts the focus from uh, this, this guy has a great resume to, I really like this guy and I really want to help him. I love that. That's you nailed it. I mean, that's really what it's all about. Back to the human connection again, back to that common ground, that genuine interest being genuine, um, authentic as well. And no, thanks for answering that. Like I was just thinking about, you know, how, how interesting and how much great information you shared today. And I was thinking about how we, you know, sometimes I meet students and they say virtually and they're like, well, I don't know if I can connect. I'm like, no, you can connect, you can meet people and it can lead to other conversations. And, um, and this is a good, good example of even just the way we've gotten to know each other better. We've even shared restaurants and other things that, you know, hopefully we'll get to go for a lunch one day when things are better. But it's, um, it's about making that human connection. I'm so glad you brought that up because at the end of the day, we are all human. And how do you, how do you approach it from that perspective versus from a job or a title? So again, really, really insightful. Thank you so much for that. Um, as we look to kind of close out here and, and thinking about it, um, first of all, I want to thank you so much for for agreeing to be on this show. And you're a natural at this. You're like you just shared so much information. But is there any little last bits or content or closing thoughts you want to leave with some of maybe the listeners who might be tuning in today? Sure. Uh, well, I have some advice for all newcomers to Canada. Uh, I would just advise them to take risks you know, to be open to new ideas and to step out their comfort zone and to try to do things differently to how they used to do it back home. Um, I would advise them, you know, not to give up or doubt themselves and focus on, on their end goal. You know, they've, they've, crossed, they've crossed the Atlantic to make it here and sooner or later they will make it. So just keep that in mind, you know, every time um, you doubt yourself or you feel that, uh, you know, uh, things are not working out for you. Just know that, you know, you've crossed the Atlantic, you've put in all of the effort, you're just one step closer or, or you're just at the 
um, at the last step, I would say. So, so you know, that's my advice to uh, to newcomers. And just to conclude, I, um, I I think really stepping out of your comfort zone also um, uh, is is very dear to me. I've I've never done podcasts, and this is my first time. And I, you know, when you first told me about it, I had to step out of my comfort zone, and I had to do things that I've never done before. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, um, it, everything will be beneficial. Uh, any any type of action that you take in life will always be beneficial to you. So please keep that in mind. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, I know it's, uh, like I said, you're natural at this. You did so wonderful talking and sharing. And I think that's because you are genuine and it is authentic and you have so much great experience and, and ideas to share with others. And this is why this podcast exists. It's really about sharing these life lessons so other people can learn and, and pick up things. And I'm sure today they're going to pick up quite a bit from you. So thanks for jumping out of your comfort zone and joining me today. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Uh, it, it was a pleasure being here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. So, you know, for our listeners, if you liked what you heard today, please share this podcast with your network. Please continue to tune in for more upcoming episodes. This has been Coffee with Convery. And until next time, please stay well.